Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. G'day and welcome to this edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast. I'm Kevin Hillier. Today, something a little different, but once again, it's one of those uh, great little discoveries we've made about a business that's based in uh, the western suburbs right here in the city of Wyndham in Tarnit and about some amazing developments that are going on uh, right uh, right underneath our nose virtually. The man you're going to meet today is Dr. Hanatsu Nagano. He's a biomechanics specialist. Uh, he's come up with an invention that is uh, being hailed worldwide and is being uh, further discovered and further developed right here in the city of Wyndham. So let's find out what the IC is all about and how it will affect you and how it will help you from the man himself, Dr. Hanitsu Nagano on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Dr. Nagano, thank you very much for joining us on the Talking Wyndham podcast. We appreciate your time. Yeah, it, it's very nice to talk to you. All right. Well, tell us about, uh, tell us about ICL and uh, if you can explain exactly what it is. Okay, it's the shoe insole, and I just started this um, research to develop the shoe insole first for my grandfather. He fell and got hospitalized because of hip fracture after he fell. And at the time, I was actually looking for something I can devote my life into, but I just didn't know what it was. So when my grandpa fell, my research supervisor, Professor Beck, he offered me the opportunity for owner's research on falls prevention for senior people. So I felt like it was a sign for me to decide my life mission. Then I started doing the research almost 24-7, and I pushed myself you know, as much as I can and received the first-class honors and continued on to PhD research to develop the shoe insole because it was practical and easy to use. And I believe this is a very important aspect because if it is very complicated to use or it's expensive, people wouldn't take up these interventions, which has been reported by the previous study. And yeah, can I explain about how this insult works? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we should point out, I mean, it's been, uh, it's won awards. You've won the most uh, innovative new care product in the world in 2017, 18 and 19. Uh, you're a yep. biomechanics specialist. So just explain to, I mean, I guess we all understand uh, what a, uh, what an inner soul is uh, in, in a shoe, mm-hmm. but uh, where, where is yours different and what does yours do? Okay. So there are many different functions to help assist safer walking. But one of the main functions is to reduce the risk of tripping because tripping is the leading cause of falls for senior people. So when the foot contacts the obstacle on the walking surface when you're walking, then you trip. So if you can raise your toe height just by less than one centimeter, you can reduce the tripping risk a lot. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And uh, one of the main functions of the insole is actually to support the ankle motion called dorsiflexion, which is the ankle motion to lift your toe up when you're walking. So I used motion capture system to test if the insole really increased the toe ground clearance. And after a number of um, fine tuning, yeah, it started taking effect and reduced the risk of tripping. And also, um, you know, one of the other functions is the textures to guide your foot motion. 
So this is very important because um, where in your food you place your weight can change your walking patterns for the better or for the worse. So does it, does it, it, it by lifting the toe height does that mm-hmm. change does that change your center of gravity marginally as well, which which makes your balance better? Is that what that sort of does? Um, no, no. Actually, um, the texture can actually improve your dynamic balance because it controls your foot center of pressure. And if you have the steady center of pressure, then your center of mass becomes more stable. And yep. that's why you can improve your balance. Okay. So there are like, you know, basically two functions. And the first one is to reduce the risk of tripping. And in case you trip, you lose balance. So you need some balance support as well, and which is done by uh, the texture installation. Uh, are there any other benefits to it as as well as that? I mean, because we buy we buy inner soles to to you know uh, for a number of different reasons. Uh, does it have other mm-hmm. other benefits that come with it? I mean, a lot of people suffer heel problems and all that sort of stuff. Is it is it also beneficial there? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, one of the other uh, major functions is to reduce the damage to the knee because um, you know this texture installation and the geometry of the insole. So I actually added some like inclinations, um, you know, from the heel uh, towards the toe, and that specific angle actually reduces the kind of force component called knee adduction moment, and and this knee adduction moment can damage your knee. Okay. So. Yeah, so by reducing the knee adduction moment, um, it's effective in reducing the risk of knee osteoarthritis. Which, which, if you can get that at an earlier age than when you actually get the arthritis, it's it's a very beneficial thing to have uh, working in your yeah, in your exactly. favour. Yeah, of course, and also not only for the senior people, but even the younger people, active people, yeah. like we jog on the like a concrete surface, and it's actually it can be really damaging. So, you know, something like the shoe insole or some kind of shock absorbing, um, like, you know, functions on the footwear can actually reduce the risk of knee pain. So it does have cushioning uh, as well as as well as the other the other applications? Yeah, sure. Yeah, there's like a shock absorbing, like a, like a material at the bottom of the shoe insole too, especially around the heel area because heel usually contacts the ground first. Doc, how many how many uh, sort of versions of this did you go through before you came up with the one that we, that, that we now have available to us uh, in in, uh, in the marketplace? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, um, I modified like ten times, right? And uh, it was really challenging because I had to ask the manufacturer to like modify. You know, like for example, there are a lot of kind of textures. So one of the like you know things I asked the manufacturer was, can you just move this texture uh, to the right by Point five centimeters, right. and that actually, you know, like cost a lot of money for the manufacturers. But I couldn't really uh, make any compromise in terms of the quality. So, yeah, actually, um, I've modified like more than ten times. Uh, you know, how um uh, in terms of uh, the testing of it, is that a long process? That do you have to go through before you get it to be sort of approved for for sale and things? Yes, of course. Um, actually, the fundamental research uh, took me about uh, close to 10 years, wow. like in terms of like biomechanics, uh, motion capture, and, and that kind of like a testing. And after that, like my conclusion was, okay, this install works and reduces the risk of falling and uh, it supports uh, safe walking. But after that, I need to go through some human trials as well. Yep. Because in theory, um, 
it works. But I have to actually, you know, test this for the real people. So after that, I started my um, human trials for nearly 60 healthy people and also inpatients and see whether it actually reduced the risk of falling. And it did after um, half a year. Um, the you know results came out positive. So, so the ICL was where you started, uh, and, and that you've now moved into uh, some other areas as well that we should talk about. Ah, uh, yes, sure. And um, if I can uh, talk about the two main projects I'm working on at the moment, the first one is the kind of further um, extension of the current ICL insole. So what I want to do is I want to make this insole smarter. So do you use any smart device? Yes. Okay, so I use smartwatch as well. So this monitors my heart rate, number of steps, stress level, sleep quality. Yep. And I want to make something similar using the ICL insole. And technology-wise, uh, it's possible just by incorporating some sensors into the insole. And um, what I want to do is to integrate foot pressure sensors into the insole and monitor how people use their own feet when they are walking. Okay. So, yeah, foot deformity lower limb pain or false risk and other um, like injuries are more or less determined by how you shift your weight on your foot. So for example, if you put too much weight on the outer side of your foot for a long time, you might eventually develop some knee pain. So this kind of risk factor can be monitored by foot pressure sensors. And yeah, these days people talk about AI and big data management. So this smart insole can actually take advantage of these latest technologies. So for example, um, if all Australians wear the smart insole, then we'll know how walking pattern changes due to aging, gender, um, body weight, and a lot of other factors, including where they live. So it's just an example, but maybe not a very good example, but maybe people in Wyndham might have a higher risk of falling. Then the city design can reflect uh, this kind of finding and tries to reduce this kind of risk. And it is also interesting if we can um, investigate the relationship between walking patterns and the medical cost. The, 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 so, obviously, the upshot of that is if, if, if I'm walking with putting too much weight on the outside of my, my foot and, and that is causing me knee mm-hmm. pain, you would then go to someone to help you realign your gait, I suppose, and realign the way you walk. Yeah, exactly. So um, the ICU insole, like if you wear it, then the, you know, it starts taking effect. But you probably need some like a real-time feedback yep. so that you can kind of be sure about um, how you walk. So that's the kind of uh, next stage of the ICU insole development. And obviously there would be some, uh, I would imagine, some applications for this that would go into the sporting world as well where they would be able to use Mm -hmm. this kind of information as well for for stress testing uh, athletes and things like that. Yeah, exactly, because uh, uh, this technology is now getting um, more and more famous and available in market. So, yeah, like I said before, um, even young people, all you know, healthy people, and they jog a lot. And jogging is healthy in a way. Um, you know, if you do it in the wrong way or on the very hard surface, then that can be, you know, damaging too. Yeah. So I think people need this kind of smart system and get some real-time feedback to understand what kind of risks uh, they are having. 
the um, the the footwear is it is it readily available uh, to to people to be able to uh, to uh, look into it and see you know if it's if it's right for them. Yes, um, actually, um, in terms of the smart insole development, mm. I'm in the middle of writing the um, research proposal uh, due in a few days. So once this is approved um, by the end of this year, uh, you know we are uh, planning to you know complete the research. So. Once the results are positive, then we can probably deliver this to the market, and uh, people can start uh, using the smart insole. And you, you're doing this all. You, your company's based in Tarnate. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I have a company in Tarnate, and what I do is um, actually Victoria University owns the intellectual property for the insole technology. So my company has the right to license this IP to the manufacturers, which is basically my business at the moment. Yeah. And Victoria University obviously has been a very important part of, uh, of your journey. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. They've actually uh, supported me a lot uh, from the beginning. So after I finished my, um, my PhD research, I established a company in Tarnate. Then um, Victoria University actually got uh, like a patent and also some media promotion uh, for the install research. Tell me about uh, the uh, the hybrid assistive limb, the HAL uh, robot technology that you're working on too, because that sounds fascinating. Yes. Um, actually, I got in touch with this company called Cyberdyne um, to make this smart install because this company has a lot of sensors available. And I went to their expo and I just realize that you know, this company has the very latest technologies in, in terms of wearable sensors. So HAL stands for Hybrid Assistive Limb, and it is the first wearable cyborg in the world. So it is the exoskeleton robotic device, and what it does is to pick up your intention, and external device assist you with making that intended movement. Wow. So when, yeah, so when, you, when you make movement, your brain sends the signal to the muscle. And this signal is the order and generates electricity, which contracts your muscle. But if your nervous connection is disturbed, your muscle doesn't receive the order. So you can't make the intended movement, even if you have the sufficient strength. So you need muscle strength and nervous connection to make movement. But for example, if you have accidents or have stroke, sometimes you lose this nervous connection. So how technology can actually pick up your intention and help reproduce what you want. Jeez. So if you keep rep- yeah, if you keep repeating this over and over, you'll eventually reconnect the damaged nervous connection. Oh, and okay. of course, yeah, so of course, you know, it doesn't help every single case because it really depends on the damage, you know, how bad it is. But this technology is already there. And now it's being introduced into Australia. So I would really like to introduce technology to people in need because it can be really life-changing for those people. So what, yeah, what, what I want to try is to establish some health research team within Victoria University. And that way people from Western suburbs can participate in the research and see whether they can recover their movement functions or not. Is that, is, that something, my, is that something that you recruit people for or something that people would come to you or how, how, would, how would that work? Yeah, first, 
um, because since no one really knows about uh, this health technology at the moment in Australia, first I have to um, you know, look for the research participants. But eventually, I want to set up the kind of even the business model uh, so that actually you know people can come to do the tre- treatment you know by themselves. You know even um, you know even if you know it's not for the research purpose. Um, you know, people can take advantage of this technology and recover their movement functions. Yeah. So if everything goes well, the research results uh, come out to be positive, then I would like to introduce this to obviously to the hospital and other rehabilitation centers or, you know, physiotherapists. It's uh, it's fascinating stuff. It's uh, it's mind blowing stuff in in, in many ways, mm-hmm. and and uh, sort of all started from uh, you know with the ICL thing, and this is this is kind of developed uh, on from that. It's an amazing uh, amazing journey you're on, Doctor. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a very uh, tough journey, but um, you know it's been interesting. Um, yeah, I I can say that I enjoy this journey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much for your time uh, in explaining the ICL to us, and also uh, the uh, the HAL as well, and uh, and and the work that you're doing uh, here in the in the western suburbs uh, with your business based in uh, in Tarnate. And uh, we wish you all the very best for the future. Thanks so much for spending some time with us on the Talking Wyndham podcast. Yeah, thank you, Kevin, for your time. It was very nice to talk to you. Well, thanks to Dr. Nagano for his time uh, and his explanation of uh, these uh, amazing developments uh, that, uh, as we said, are being developed right here in the city of Wyndham. Another one of the joys of this podcast is finding out about all these little stories and the people that uh, are doing things in our uh, in our community that we uh, we really don't know a lot about, but we do now with thanks to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Until the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Thanks for listening. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham, All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.